Welcome to the Family Cycling Podcast. This week's episode is another special episode. What follows is an edited phone call between myself, Steve Rowe, the founder of Cargo Bikes for Ukraine, Mons Anderson from Anywhere Berlin, a company that produces cargo bikes, and Alex, a gentleman in Ukraine who is a bicycle mechanic running a fleet of cargo bikes delivering humanitarian aid. The following is a conversation with an incredible individual dealing with some pretty tough circumstances. The only other thing you need to know before you hear this conversation is that Kramatov is a town in Ukraine which has been taken by the Russians. Sergei, who works with Alex to produce these cargo bikes, did have a workshop in Kramatov, but unfortunately he's had to abandon that because the town is now occupied. I think we have someone from Ukraine on the line now. Oh, fantastic. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, yeah. Can you hear me? We can now. How are you? Great. Uh, hard to explain in few words. <laughs> Fair enough. Working a lot. Yeah, good. Alex, it, Alex, it's Stephen. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. Cool. Nice to talk to you, mate. And I'm Mons. Uh, I really had no time to prepare for like anything. So I've, if you don't mind, just explain me in a few words. What are you guys doing over there? I'll um I'll jump in. So Alex, I'm uh, I'm Alex Baines Buffery, and I. I used to be a TV producer who worked with people like David Attenborough and, and stuff like that. And now I produce a podcast for a cycle commerce website called Cycle Sprog. Through that and generally other things, I know Steve Rowe, who's also on this call. And we're part of a Facebook group called Family Cycling UK. And we're both quite interested in cargo bikes. And Steve contacted oh. me because he's trying to set up this cargo bikes for Ukraine. And I said that I'd be very happy to interview you guys and cut together a podcast package. Steve can direct other people to, to drum up more interest for what you guys are trying to achieve here. Great. Yeah, I'm uh, completely on your side because I'm a parent. I like to ride with kids <laughs> and uh, I'm in love with cargo bikes completely. <laughs> cool. Um, well, Steve, you're kind of the hub of this conversation. So do you just want to explain who you are and how everyone else is connected to you? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm Steve Rowe. I've been cycling since I was about 16 and... What happened to, to us is when um, when we found out we were going to have a third baby, I started looking for a cargo bike online because I couldn't think of any other alternative method of transporting my kids. So what happened was I, I saw a local um, a bike advertised locally in Barnsley, which is just down the road, and I put in a bid for £350, and that's it. They accepted the bid. The cargo bike came around to my house, and the week after, uh, and then we, we started riding it. My wife was very skeptical at first about having a, you know, using the bike. She wanted to get a car and was, was sort of um, begrudged me spending £350 on a bike. But the first time she rode it, she came back with a big smile on her face. <laughs> so that was, the, that was the point where I knew, I knew something good was happening. 
and we've had it's a kangoo kanga cargo bike i think it's, it must be about 15 years old uh it's got a huge box on it and it's been fantastic for us it's done about five thousand miles or about seven thousand kilometers and we've used it for taking the kids to school for shopping for swimming all sorts of things uh, last year i decided to invest in a in a bullet and it's a revolutionary step from the kangaroo to the bullet it's like going from uh you know a mini or a mini to a rolls royce the, the lightness of the bike the way it handles it's just it's a real joyous thing to ride and so um yeah since then i've i've been trying to advocate the use of cargo bikes around around leeds and and my area and trying to promote them i think once you start looking a bit like alex once you start looking around it becomes a fascination with how people are using these bikes a few weeks ago i just happened to think of the title bullets for ukraine which was the original title because obviously i've got a blue uh, larry v harry cargo bike and that naively i thought perhaps we could get hold of larry v harry and they might you know do some sort of in investment into making a, a blue and yellow um uh, bullet bike for Ukraine and um, that was what my, my initial pitch was so I was hoping that somebody like like Mans would come along and we could you know there, there would be some sort of uh, a way of getting cargo bikes over to the Ukraine then the other thing that happened was that, that uh, Alex from the Ukraine uh, joined the group I had no concept that cargo bikes were already being used in Kiev and it was just it was overwhelming to find out that that was already going on um and yeah and i've been fascinated by that ever since so yeah so it's basically been uh the the idea of setting up the group was to get, try and get interested people together particularly mainly from from you know denmark germany uh, sweden to try and get some money together so we could we could fund cargo bikes in the ukraine um and the idea was that we'd hope we'd try and set up um, try and help people set up a business in Kiev to, you know, to kind of transport more things around, and then that was that. Then we go from there. I'm very thankful because like this initiative going on, and we are talking about it. Yeah, I'm here on in Kiev right now and uh, assembling the third cargo bike, which operates after assembly and uh, very helpful especially when you're uh, yeah, a little bit here. Yeah. <laughs> we are currently using them a lot. Unfortunately, uh, we had previously, we had like G GPS modules. We were on the bikes and we could see the exact location. But after, after such hard use and uh, a lot of abuse, I say, <laughs> from different people because we let the volunteers uh, do whatever transportation they need to. When you have a bike opponents which are uh, used so much and in such harsh way and with a, such a load, it's really interesting to see how it's uh, really the normal bike couldn't make such uh, hardware on a, on a bicycle. So are the cargo bikes you're using, are they better suited for what you're doing than a, a normal bicycle would be? Uh, of course, especially like we're 
uh, having a maximum load of about 100 kilograms, you can have a lot more than on a normal bike. Alex, do you mind if I ask, what are you typically yes. moving with these bikes? Different type of uh, humanitarian aid and uh, also uh, there are places which are kitchen situated. So uh, we're delivering some humanitarian aid for them from the post office or uh, uh, we deliver food from kitchen to the place uh, where people feed, fed, like in ho hospitals. Or like typical scheme is uh, that we mm, get the mm, orders, I'll say so, from on the delivery from uh, three different hubs. Uh, which uh, if they can't use car or the the package is suitable for us, they can, uh, they like message us and we go, uh, because it's mostly uh, hard to move throughout the city from one border to, of the river to another because of the block post. So mostly bridges are closed. And if you have a car, you need to go like a lot, a lot in kilometers. So when it's easier to use us because of the shortage of the fuel. Uh, also the guys, the volunteers, I like personally on their volunteer uh, actions, they're uh, riding bikes whenever they need. Like if they have a order from their hub, which they're working on or like their friends, uh, they can, uh, use the bikes. I am very uh, dedicated to this thing, how they should work and how they're uh, equipped. So uh, for me, like this is like the best one. Cool. Next one will be the best, even better. <laughs> and why is that? Uh, because we have opportunity to manipulate geometry. So the first one was a little bit too high and we make the uh, uh, center of gravity a little bit lower. So we get always uh, making little tweaks in geometry of a, of a bike. And uh, uh, because uh, Sergei Romanov operates here and he can like, mostly we can just talk about it and he understand what, what thing I'm talking uh, concerning like, uh, how it's ride or how it should be operated. And who's who's Sergey? Do you mind just telling us a bit about him? Sergey is a frame builder from Kramatorsk who built it, uh, who built all the frames. From the very start, I started working with him uh, to uh, like to make them better. Sure. So he he moved from the Kramatorsk and now living uh, uh, temporarily near Lviv, in, uh, near Zakarpatia. So uh, at, at the moment we can't uh, order some more frames. You can't? Yeah, because, because all the equipment left in Kramatorsk. Right. And they are too dangerous to operate there, so he moved out. And, and what are you guys, what's the thing that you most need at the moment? Most need, really hard to say. Uh, we thought about it really like, 
like what uh, what we are lack of or something. Mostly, if we uh, operating on our uh, like low level. How many bikes are you operating at the moment? At the moment, there are two of them. Two. Right, and how many would you would you like to operate or? At the moment, I have a, a place, which a workshop, which is, can suit like probably five, not more. Okay. Uh, and at this uh, at this moment, I need uh, like clear um, understanding of when and where they are situated because like five bikes is a lot of. It it could uh, it could uh, have like five hundred orders a day. Yeah, uh, and it's it's a lot. It it should be operated by administrator. The yeah. Uh, at the moment, I think like I will have three today evening, probably tomorrow, and for for now it will be enough. If uh, Sergey Romanov could uh, make some more frames. I would utilize more, but uh, at the moment, like I on such level of uh, unpredictability of what will be tomorrow. So I'm just thinking of uh, what can I do just now? Yeah. So mostly like short plans are really which you can achieve right now. Uh, yeah. It's mostly more pri priority. So uh, I'm talking with you on, on uh, <laughs> On this podcast and parallelly the guys are uh, just put uh, <laughs> put uh, like push bike inside uh, told me that uh, with his fingers told me uh, where where is the problem and left and uh, right. there is a lot of because I'm bike mechanic we have a like a lot of uh, work right now not only about the cargo bikes but also about normal bikes which are heavily in use and there is a lot of people who are have no other really mode of transport they are starting to use like very old and very like rusty things which are uh, get from the balconies and that's why like a lot of really uh, dirty work i would say so i've seen a lot obviously i've seen a lot of pictures um and it's you know and um it, you know, I feel like a connection there with, you know, with what's going on and, you know, with the, with the setup. So it's just really nice to sort of actually get to speak to you, Alex, um, you know, listen to what you, what you've done. It's, um, you know, it's absolutely heartwarming that you are able to, you know, do this in that, in this time. It's amazing. So, um, yeah, so it, it, as I say, it just makes me want to, want to try and help and do more um just having that connection there it's a lot i i have a full-size uh bike mechanic uh master kit for like doing anything with a bike but we're for one person and mostly like i have uh, fully fully charged here uh, for one bike mechanic uh, yeah. uh at the moment i have like all resources and everything i need to finish the third bike and start to probably be more concentrated on uh, exploiting them as much as possible. Uh, I will teach the pilots, as I say, and uh, on the next stage, trying to help Sergei Romanov establish the uh, ability to produce more frames yeah. uh, 
to uh, yeah because I think I need uh, more info and more good um, statistics about cargo bike delivery and how it should be established because like in some ways there is a could be a problem if uh, if the bikes are not used We're the first cargo bike users here we didn't saw any of them before that yeah. never used one so mostly we have a, like our own really unique experience about the about the cargo bikes about uh, i think like i'm a hardcore winter user <laughs> of mm. a cargo bike we, uh, in, and in some ways uh, like we're building really different from other system which really suited the the uh, the task which we're having yeah and it's like a big load very uh, harsh conditions <laughs> and stuff like that do you know what if you don't mind, I'm going to bring Mans in. I'm hoping he's still listening. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, great, Mans. What I just wondered, um, what, you were obviously listening. Whether there were any thoughts you had about the bikes that they're they're building in Ukraine? Uh, yeah, definitely. I I think it's very interesting. I mean, I I started. Uh, I came into this. Uh, business because I heard of, of Steven and I thought well we got we produce bikes that might fit for for this purpose we we mainly we have produced them uh, for uh, African countries and we also we also uh, send so to say bike micro factories to countries so people can build produce the cargo bikes little bikes locally and so that's how I came into came about thinking that our bikes could fit into this but i am basically changed my opinion because what i what i see is this very strong uh how do you say entrepreneurial strength they have locally that you have locally in in, in ukraine so what we might do instead is to help you produce so if i understand you need you basically you you would first of all you need to hire some help you need to be you need to hire someone to help you and and you need tools to repair regular bikes and you need probably now you also need a new micro factory for producing your bikes or for for uh, sergey romanov to produce bikes yeah. so what what we can do i mean we can we can help with perhaps putting together the tools, the welding equipment, the cutting equipment, etc. Uh, or if we cut here uh, and you produce your own bikes, we help you with with material, with tools. I uh, think the, like the most uh, the most needed part is is the tools, uh, which uh, can like for producing. Like the best way to do it is to have a Sergei Romanov is a, he's a machinist professional. Yeah. So he have uh, uh, he have and skills and probably motivation right now to start it uh, with a minimum setup which we need. He's a machinist. So. Yeah. Uh, I think we might contribute i mean we've been designing cargo bikes since 2009 and producing uh, since 2010 
uh, we've gone through so many generations of cargo bikes that we produce now. So, uh, so, so I think we, we've made a lot of uh, mistakes in these past 15 years. So I think if if you have some CADs or something, we can we can perhaps help you to skip jump some of those of mistakes. It was it would be great. Uh, sorry, I just uh, I just don't know what bikes are you producing. I would definitely very interested in watch what well, what you're doing because I just missed that. Sorry. We made different bikes. Currently, uh, we're producing a bike that is uh, the working name is Prepper. But it's uh, the companies. You, if you want to find it online, you look for anywhere Berlin, forget roads. So it's uh, it's a bike made for very bad terrain uh, and for for roadless country basically. And uh, so oh, we're building. Oh, so it's based on a fat bike, yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's basically it's made uh, with uh, motorcycle parts, and the, the the main idea with this bike is is kind of resilience so you you should be able if motors break down you should be able to source motors from other uh, companies you should the, the the owners and the local producers shouldn't be dependent on us uh, sending material to them um, once they once they get the uh, have their bikes they should be able to find spares and new parts from anywhere uh, and I think, basically, you're already doing all this yourself. So yeah, we're utilizing the like the most uh, I don't know the adaptive way of doing it. Yeah. Because really, really, only these parts are could be bought locally in in good price because mostly uh, bike industry is different here from Europe or. Britain or anywhere else is mostly uh, other. Let's say so. I th I think I think we could, I mean we could aim higher here and and uh, have a longer time perspective as well. If I mean if we can help you produce bikes to to um, cover the acute needs for transportation, and perhaps we can help you. In, Financing, for instance, some bike mechanics, etc., and and I mean in 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 the future, in the near future, perhaps you and Sergey could could uh, start producing bikes that you could actually sell to us instead, which is much better than we that we send you free yeah, bikes. I'm, I'm, I, uh, I was thinking about it too because like this idea which we using is really interesting because. Like, I don't know, uh, like the connection of a bike and its heavy duty and uh, powerful hub motor with the ability to to regenerate is very interesting to like a base uh, of resilience, really. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I'm very pleased with our uh, with this conversation. Very interesting to stay an opportunity to meet people like you in such a situation. Thanks a lot. The same, the same. Yeah. Ever since, I, I, I spent some time in Ukraine in 2006, and ever since this war broke out, I've been like feeling an urge to do something, to to help in some way. And um, this is what we know how to do: bikes. So 
if we can help with bikes in any way, then I'm really happy. Okay, I will uh, pass this information to Sergey, and uh, we're gonna probably we uh, he will have a list like of of what he needs for for establishing production uh, a little in uh, in the more what I don't know in a smaller yeah. scale probably. Yeah. yeah. Just wanted to ask Alexei in Ukraine. Um, he was asking about data and stuff like that, about the business. And there's the, one of the members of our group um, has got like a cargo bike business in Leeds uh, and he's joined up and I know him to talk to. I wonder whether um, if, if Alexei in Ukraine wanted some sort of like information about how his business works in terms of moving, you know, moving his business forward sort of thing. About what about what he's what he's doing about what he's delivering and and things like that would that be a useful thing? Yeah, of course. I need and I read all this uh, European and Britain experience about using the cargo bikes for commercial delivery and all the concepts. And yeah, very interested in that. Right, I'll get I've, I've, I'll get hold of him and I'll get him to put some some stuff up. Alex, and then um, yeah, and that'll give you give you that knowledge. So they've they've been operating they've been operating Leeds for three or four years. So and I, and I, I speak to them quite a lot. So yeah, that'd be good. I'll get him to do something for you, especially from some practical way. Yeah. Of uh, yeah, of course. Brilliant. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I have to leave for another meeting. So. Uh, but this Thanks was a, a really great, great, uh, I mean, event <laughs> in, in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. Alex. I totally agree. Thanks a lot. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Thank you all. Th thank special you, thanks to thanks, special thanks for Steve to Stephen for for like starting this whole thing and and seeing that there was an well, opportunity. Here. Yeah. Well, it's such a. I'm really pleased now. We've talked to to Alex in Ukraine and to have this kind of group mind that, you know, that it seems to be going somewhere. Um, so it's, it's fantastic. We've, we've, you know, managed to, well, it looks like we've managed to achieve something good with just like a setting up a Facebook group, just from an idea. So, yeah. um, yeah, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. It's fantastic. Perfect. Thank you, Alex in Ukraine. It's okay. a real privilege to hear you speak. Uh, yeah. Thanks it a is. lot. I'm very impressed with, uh, with all you guys really. Thanks a lot. <laughs> cool. Thank right. you. Cheers, man. Okay. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Alex. All the best. Yeah. Bye. Cool. Great, Steve. Thank just, you for everything. Mate, I'm just blown away. Good. <laughs> it's just like it's just like it's just like you know, um, Mans has said you know you can make bikes for me. I mean, yeah. it's just like bloody hell. It's it's you know beyond my expectations. So yeah, fabulous. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. Thanks very much, Alex. Anyway. No worries, mate. I'll chat to you soon. Thanks you so will. Much. Cheers. Bye-bye. The conversation you've just been listening to was recorded on the 11th of May, 2022. And as of the 28th of May, Alex in Ukraine has had a conversation with somebody in Leeds who runs a cargo bike business to get some advice on the logistics around the day-to-day -day operation. And Alex and Sergey have produced a list of all the equipment that they need to get up and running again with their car.
cargo bike building business and giving that to Mums. What we need now is some help with the funding so that Mums can buy all the equipment that's needed and distribute it out to Ukraine. So if you're listening to this and you're in any way able to help with either the funding or the equipment, please join the Cargo Bikes for Ukraine Facebook page and the link is in the show notes below. If you've enjoyed this episode of the Family Cycling Podcast, can I recommend you listen to our previous episode, Fight Putin, Ride a Bike. Thank you for listening to the Family Cycling Podcast. This episode was edited by me, Alex Baines Buffery, and we are supported by Cycleprog, the family cycling website. Thanks to Tristan Jones and Phil Middleton for the music. A big thank you to my co-host Karen G. Without all their help, this podcast would not have been possible. Please comment below if you enjoyed this episode. Please like and subscribe. It's a great way to help motivate us and keep this podcast going. We'll be back again soon with another episode of the Family Cycling Podcast. Until then, from everyone here at FCP, we wish you wonderful riding.